All right, let's just go. We're going. All right. Dale, I'm here. We're in Carlsbad. We're at my local Pete's. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, great. Thanks for doing a podcast. It's been a busy summer. My- Felt like I was ready for another party. Me too, yeah. I've been uh, wrapping up camp season. Just did uh, nine weeks and finally done. So I thought we'll go b- back into the podcast game. And we got, got, I mean, we haven't done a podcast for a long time. You since since last, I mean, you've last done one. You've been like done all the World Cups pretty much, right? Yeah, it was like, that was several, several months ago probably that, that I was on the podcast last. But I've been listening to them. They've been good. What, um, how's that UCI gig going then? So you're announcing and doing the BMX Live with uh, Rich Eames? Yeah, BMX Live. Shout out to Pete. Shout out to Emma and Sir Richard Eames. He's not, <laughs> he's not a sir yet, but I, <laughs> it could be. I give him all the respect. No, I like it. Um, you know, he's such a good mm-hmm. announcer. Uh, it's forced me to step up my game, and I think we've gotten a really positive response from the people that listen to the show and watch the show. So excited to finish out this season uh, in Argentina. How many, because now the, the the live feed, they use exactly that same thing to the TV or is that edited and different? So if I can, if I may give some behind the scenes yes, please scoop. Do. Um, so what happens is we, we announce the whole race, but at the quarters, there's kind of like a soft restart. Right. And so if you, if you watch the whole race from, from the beginning of the first moto, and then through the quarters, you'll notice that in the quarters, there's kind of like a, I'm kind of like reintroducing the show just a bit, mm-hmm. not as in depth, but just a bit. And that's because I, I, as I understand, the show is packaged. Um, there is a show that's packaged from the quarters, obviously through the main events, and that's um, distributed to TV markets around the world. How many countries is? Do you know? Oh. I have no clue. I have no clue. And um, and with that, because I know there's people who wonder why we don't always announce um, what bike someone's riding. That's what, what I always say. Yeah, wearing. yeah, yeah. It's my question um, always. With that, there is there are very specific rules as it pertains to advertising and sponsorship. Um, and uh, there's a term that I was taught, <laughs> and it's called undue prominence. And so I guess the issue is you, you do not want to give a company or entity undue prominence especially when another company or entity is footing the bill for that show and in some of these markets we don't know who's going to be footing the bill whether it's a station or another right. company or whatever and, and so that's why it's it may come off a little um i don't want to use the word Generic, right? I don't want to say bland. I think, racing if, is awesome, yeah, I think if you because Richard's a book of knowledge, yeah. he's a trivia king and, and currently and old school, you know, he's really up to date, and obviously, you are. Mm-hmm. I just think that little extra real talk from you guys, yeah, would make for it, sure. Yeah. And we'll and we we try to throw that in as much as we can and, mm. and and slip it in as much as we can. Um, and I definitely, you know, I want I want our sport to flourish, right? And I understand that not only do we need um the support of some of the federations but we need support of the we want support of the industry and those outside of the industry so mm-hmm. um so yeah the if we can showcase the sport as best as possible and i can help do that then i'll do my best to do that cool and uh worlds you went over to uh baku yeah Azerbaijan. How, how was all that that was the best breakfast i've ever had in my life oh with the what hotel was the ho- i don't forget the name of the hotel uh, but the breakfast was like what do you eat everything like normal food oh my gosh right. you, so they had Everything generally when you go to like Europe, mm-hmm. breakfast is pretty good at the hotels anyway. So there was that, and then because it's essentially the Mideast, right? I got a lot of eat a lot of stuff that 
actually I ate at home. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but there was a lot of these like really fun, I mean, the, the like fresh fruits, they had honey like right off the honeycomb, just dripping onto a plate. Right. Just super fresh, super good. I'm a breakfast person, it's my favorite meal. Yeah, so, me too, yeah. So the racing was great, but I gotta say the breakfast might have been just right. a little bit better. I'm even, I've seen so long ago since the world's obviously Syl Sylvain winning. What was the thoughts on all that then? Because that was well, pretty cool, cool to see the was, kind of the people's champ, right? It was cool to see. Yeah. Sylvain's, Syl and Sylvain's a fun guy too, mm -hmm. right? He always has something to say. That's why I like him, yeah. I wish he would post in English more, but I understand why he doesn't. Right. But like just on Instagram, he was doing like uh, him and, was it? Was it the Swiss guy? Rene Blanc. Rene Blanc. Last couple of days. Rene Blanc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so the trivia. He, yeah, the yes. trivia. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. so good because... Um, and it was cute mm. because they're fans. Yeah, yeah. And they no. were talking about stuff from our era, so that was cool. No, what my era? Maybe you caught the last last end of that. It was like oh seven oh eight. The stuff. Oh I caught, yeah, so I was like the stumpy. I was, yeah, I was the yeah. end of that. Oh boy, was that? No, I thought that was cool yeah. as well because I think a lot of the the, the t today's it's always what's going on right now. Yeah, the, so, the, they're, yeah. so they were they're they're fans of the sport. Um, so Sylvan Andre's a great champ. I actually, but I will say I feel for Joris. Mm -hmm. um, granted, he has two world titles. <laughs> Under, that's three, that's three, two, I don't know, but my point is right. you know, to, to go from winning it to not winning it yeah. in one straightaway in one tire knobby when, right. you, when you run slicks yes. is pretty difficult. So, um, but at least it went to someone who is just as deserving. And I haven't seen a race live for a few years, but the Laura Smolders girls really is um, consistently yeah, killing you, it this year. And what's she? impressive about her is the program, her program. So she's not on the Dutch team, right? Wow. Well, She's Dutch. There's like two <laughs> but, teams, but right? Yeah, there's yeah. Just, it's that it's that Oigama, and I I think uh, it's either Oigama or Oigama, uh, TV, TVE, TVM, I think. TV, yeah. Or maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, TVE team, and they are so pro. I mean, their whole setup from from start to finish. Who finances that? I don't know who. Well, I think there's. I think that one company is. I don't know what kind of company it is, but it's an. It's not a BMX company. That Oigama um, company, and. Um, and what's his name rides for him too? Your um, handsome, yeah. Your, the guy that's been good yeah, this Joris year, ha yeah. Harmson, Joris Harmson, yeah. Yeah, he's he stepped it up a lot this year mm. as well. But but no, their their program is fully. It, it just is really pro. It looks good. Yeah, it looks good. They perform well. They seem like they're having fun, mm -hmm. and uh, they're clearly very serious. So it was nice to see a you know sibling one two mm -hmm. you know go at it. I feel I feel for Elise. Yeah, as well, yeah. Who, again, was winning it and then not. Um, I saw Sam actually just a few weeks ago at the track, and I, I was talking about that because obviously I hadn't seen him for a while. And he said it looked like she she, she clipped her back wheel, right? Mm -hmm. That's how at least yeah, just crashed. just clipped the back wheel and high sided. And uh, I actually thought Brooke would have been in there for the win the way she was riding all weekend. Um, and she's got this thing, Brooke, <laughs> where um, every now and then she, I, it's the weirdest thing. Like she misses a pedal. Oh, down the hill. Oh, uh, okay. Um, well, you work with us, so I you really know. I don't yeah. know. Um, it's the most interesting. But she was riding amazingly, and uh, you know, and it showed this past weekend at the Tangent Pro Am in Wisconsin, where yeah. she took home a boatload of cash. So, mm. you know, but it's good to see her healthy and happy and having fun on the bike and really, you know, going fast, like mm. faster. Than I think ever. of the world since she win like everything to the main. Yeah, she was yeah. just without any research. I seem yeah. to remember that when I watched. Watched all the feed. Yeah, I think she's she's definitely entered into another kind of echelon of her of her riding. She's she's mm -hmm. she's got several years of greatness ahead of her. I think. Yeah, and no, it seems like the girls of uh, the U.S. girls are in a good place. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Jamie Staff a little bit last couple of weeks and, and, and Tyler um, just about the team and stuff, and it seems like there's a lot of you know 
girls, we've obviously still got Brooke and Elise at that top level, and obviously Felicia's still still good. Felicia Stancil, who actually, when I saw the video of the Tangent Prime, looked like she was winning to the first or second jump down the first straightaway. So I know she's working with, I think she's working with Coach G. Um, and she seems to be in a happy place. I mean, all of her posts are really positive and fun, and mm -hmm. she looks really fit and strong. She's having fun on her bike. And um, then you got all these young, you know, like yeah. peanut, 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 fifteen. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. There's like four or five, you know, just who peanut yeah. racers who are really good. So it seems like, yeah, like what Jamie was saying, there's America's in a good place for current top riders that aren't aging out anytime soon. But when they do, this seems like there's a whole bunch coming up. Yeah, the uh, behind them, you know. With the women, yeah, I believe the bench is the bench is deep. Mm -hmm. um, and then we still have some people who have yet to fill their own shoes, like uh, Sophia Forresta. I mean, the talent's there. Mm -hmm. um, definitely the drive and the, the work ethics there. So just for her, it's just a little bit of a of a learning curve. And she started college this year, so I know that's a big transition. Mm -hmm. um, so she's got she's got a lot of hope as well. Um, and then yeah, there's there's a there's some women out there who are or, and girls I should mm -hmm. say in the junior level who are who are hungry I went to went to a Devo camp maybe a few weeks ago and I was I was very impressed uh, yeah, by yeah, all yeah. the kids there yeah no definitely yeah. Um, I guess you know say talking about Team USA it's kind of moved on from the worlds but I, I saw Connor um down at Chula Vista last week and I was down there and I got to talk to him a little bit and what'd you talk about what'd you talk about with Connor well I asked him I says hey um what's your thoughts on everything how everything's going and everything he's like I haven't you know he's like there's a lot I've got a lot to say and <laughs> anyway so we started talking and um, he basically said he says you know he, he sees you know in USA BMX and, and the current you know our racing is we're all reading the you know the pay the pay's gone down and, and, mm -hmm. and you know it seems like it's gone down a level more than up but he says hey I I I, I would like to get involved and say much more but it takes away from his racing and you kind of got to agree with that right yeah, I mean we used yeah. to argue and race we kind of we almost pulled raced. it up. <laughs> almost pulled it up. And I know I've argued and raced. Um, I was talking about this Unreal the Berm where, you know, it's easy for armchair quarterbacks to say they should do more. Um, and I do think they can do more. Right. Um, but the truth is, for some guys, it takes away. Or at least you feel like it takes away. And, um, and I got to tell you, I mean, I, I could say my best years I probably wasn't arguing as much right, for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah me too yeah, looking back when I mean, we did it right yeah. at, we went harder at the end but Connor says when he finally does retire and he says he'll have a lot to say and he thinks he could you know bring a lot to the table and he, he told me about some of his ideas and he said you know first thing I said is did you go down to USA BMX when the prize went down and did you go and talk mm -hmm. to him like all the stuff we say like why yeah. are the pros talk to USA BMX he says I guess him and uh, Trent actually drove over to Arizona last year and sat down with the, with, with um, oh, spreadsheets and the whole well, deal. And yeah, and he said, you know, they listened to them all and they had a good conversation. But he says nothing really came of it. So then he said he kind of decided to uh, just focus on the job, you know, which you can't really knock him right, for. Right, and it. he's paid he's paid to race and win races and be be mm -hmm. a champion, and he is, and he does a good job at that. So uh, so I get that, but that's cool that that Trent and Connor did that. I. I'd love to know what was proposed and yeah, what, was, yeah. what was left on the on the on the uh, editing room floor. Right, but I'll definitely say I've spoke to Connor for a long time. You know, he's always racing; he's always in his zone. So I never, you know, just not talked to him. But I, I I spoke to him numerously over the last, you know, while he was down at Chula Vista, and he came over to my kids at camp a few times. And I saw that. I want to give him props. You know, just he, he didn't have to do that, and came and talked to him and high fired everybody and did a little, you know, talk to them all, which was cool. Um, but what I did see, and I think just proves how good he is so my camp starts at 10 o'clock so sometimes some of the pros come on 
Tyler's track a little bit before, just yeah. a little session, yeah. or, or you know, if they're having a regular track session. He was on the track at seven forty-five a.m. Putting in it, you know, putting Be- beating. Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just thought that was very. Uh, you can see why he's uh, the best. You know, why he's the champ. Yeah. Well, clearly on the men's side, um, you know, after you get past Connor and Corbin, and I'm talking USA, right? Uh, there's there's uh <laughs> yeah there's yeah a, there's a bit of a distance uh not that the talent's not there but mm-hmm. for whatever reason it just seems like and i think that's a good podcast to to uh, talk a little bit yeah while i'm doing camps i'm always talking to tyler brand because obviously yeah. he runs a track and he, he's you know assistant now to jamie mm-hmm. jamie staff the ones that don't know so he's heavily involved in that i think that'd be a good podcast on its own you know the yeah. the future of and maybe get tyler and maybe even jamie try and get him on one at some point and uh, talk about that because i think yeah, it's definitely a good topic. Uh, who's who's next after Corbin and Connor, or what we need to do to to or Team USA, or just USA in in general need to do to bring the next bunch of guys up, right? Yeah, it's difficult. And I think about it logistically, and you know, Corbin and Connor uh, are well taken care of. It seems from a sponsorship standpoint. Um, and you could argue that the rest of those guys are probably... You've probably little, got Nick right there right, as well, Nick right underneath. Well, yeah. That's right, but the rest of those, that's right. And then you, but you've, the rest of those guys are probably really wondering, like, um, how to pay mm-hmm. their next rent bill or, you know, mm-hmm. where, you know, if they should race or, you know, do a clinic to pay for whatever. So so there is that, and I, I'm, I'm not... I'm not not thinking about the logistics or the realities there that that would pro- also affect a person's performance. But from a nation standpoint, yeah, it seems like after Connor and Corbin that yeah, there's like a bit of distance. Nick, um, well, I don't know where Nick's at with things. Nick, <laughs> I think if he's healthy, I'm, if he's, he's healthy, few, he's in, yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's good to make a man. Definitely, the experience is there. He's it's funny. Nick's kind of the old guy now, but. Um, Still fairly but young, yeah, so when we were old guys, but, uh, you know yeah. what it is, Nick. It's not that the talent's not there with Nick; it's that he's just been quiet. Right. Yeah. I think he's had a couple injuries. Yeah, back yeah. Or he's something, been quiet. So. And, and uh, but I give him I, what I like is that Nick's um, giving back mm-hmm. and you know opening his home up and teaching kids how to get gates and get down the first straightaway and mm-hmm. um, you know hopefully he's making a little bit of money doing that as well. I know Haro's probably pleased with that. That's a very hands-on experience, so that's cool. All right, let's. Um, you said rail the berm, so you was on there a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you guys were talking about. Yeah, the big thing was flats, um, but I gotta get on. I gotta. I gotta get on. I gotta get on their case a little bit. I know I'm, I was a guest and I was being a cordial guest, but I got the feeling like because they were talking about the shoe deals, right? So and so from Nike, and how much the Nike people get paid. Who they're not going to be getting paid much longer because I think the SB programs not going to be a BMX uh, Yeah, thing. I heard that, yeah. Um, and, you know, all Connor got, I'm using quotes, people, uh, was, a, was a sock deal. And I, it, was, it was, the more I thought about it, the more I got pissed off. Right. <laughs> not pissed, but just kind of like... So for the ones that don't know, Connor has a... Yeah, so, so Connor has a, Connor got a sock deal with Swiftwick. And the cool thing about Swiftwick is they make amazing socks. And the owner of the company is a BMX fan and used to race BMX back in the day. Super cool. But what what was what got me about that was like, first of all, we shouldn't knock the sock deal mm-hmm. um, because you know there's a little company called Stance, mm-hmm. you know, and it was a you know sock company, very big in the skate and action sport market, and they 
got an NBA deal. Like, they were the official sock of the NBA or something like that. So, mm-hmm. um, so from a profit standpoint, I got to think there's probably just as much, if not more, profitability per unit with socks. Um, that's one. And two is, uh, so, so it's not like all Connor got was a sock deal. It's like, great. He got the sock deal. Right, like, yeah, like, yeah. Like this, that's something to be celebrated. And, um, uh, you know, whether it's clips or flats, I think that might, you know, that might be, that might open the doors for a stance to come in or for a sock guy to come in and support BMX in a bigger way, especially with some of these fools racing in shorts. Yeah, yeah. Touchy subject. But I, it's not that many, really. That do, do, A couple of Euro guys now, yeah. and it's almost... Hey, they're showing their socks. I'm just... My yeah, point yeah, is, yeah, yeah, My yeah. point is, right. why would we knock that? Why would we knock that deal? I mean, I, I think I understand where he was going with that by saying, you know, he got a sock deal, but it's like... And Brad also was surprised why there's no shoe. Was that what he was kind of saying? Why is he surprised why Vans don't want to get involved? Or I don't know if he was surprised, but yeah, he's just the question was like, why? You know, don't you think we'd have a better shot at maybe getting a, a shoe deal if we if we raced in flats? And I said possibly, but even still, you know, there's people. You know, motocross racers are sponsored by Vans. Mm-hmm. They're not riding in Vans shoes. Um, James Stewart was sponsored by Nike. He, I mean, I think Nike made him a boot, but. It, clearly wasn't a nike boot you know i'm sure they took an alpine star and remodeled it or whatever but my point is there are you know shoe company sponsors surfers they mm-hmm. do not surf in shoes but it's a so, like say bmx racing especially right now it's not a lifestyle is no. it you know? well it yeah. is a lifestyle but nobody knows about it because, right or, because there's you know the deal is um the people we reach via bmx are also being reached via surfing via skateboarding via pop culture or any other type of culture um you know what's his name brandon seminick mountain bike guy his his videos have unbelievable millions yeah, of yeah. views yeah and and it's not just bike people it's because they're beautifully shot the skill that he's displaying is amazing anyone can appreciate it um i love those those yeah, no they, they're yeah, great. Just, you just tires yeah 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 they're great <laughs> they're great so um so yeah i mean if you think about the support we do get from within the industry and whatever we get from the outside it's actually amazing that we get what we get given our limited reach what i want to say again i didn't i did, I did you told me but i didn't listen to that rail the bone until you told me that you've been on that i went back and listened to it. and i know that was two or three weeks ago mm-hmm. what they were talking about um was um i think he asked why why is shimano win when why is you know why is rockstar in bmx why is and and i think a lot of it is it's relationships and people yeah. that people in those jobs have a passion for the sport. Yeah. Leo at Shimano, yep. he likes BMX racing. Now I'm sure if Leo l- left his job, It'd be much harder to get I, Shimano involved. I think they probably wouldn't be involved. Yeah, you well, know? they would make yeah. they would make the bare minimum of stuff that that sells the bare minimum to BMX, and right. then they would go focus on the stuff that really makes them a lot of money: the volume in the mountain bike stuff, and the fishing stuff, and, and all think, the other stuff, and I think that's the road a, stuff. I think that's a lot with sponsorship. Is it's, it's not a, you can't really like you know. 10, 20 years ago, you send a resume and hope, you know you throw a hook out and hopefully you know yeah we're in we'll sponsor you. It's not like that. It's relationships. Rockstar, the BMX racing is so small for them, mm-hmm. and we're lucky that you know Steve Mateus, our, our guy at Rockstar, he likes BMX racing, which is cool. Yeah, and, and, by, and by the way, it has value, right? Mm. Like so, just because it's not it's not like you put a Rockstar helm logo on the helmet so that BMXers buy Rockstar. I mean, if they do, great. But really, it's also for the brand, right, to tell their story mm-hmm. through these people mm-hmm. and, and sponsor and um, 
and uh, what is it, sports that they support. Mm -hmm. So like Rockstar is a part of surfing and it's a part of BMX and a part of BMX racing too. And look at all of our people that represent Rockstar and their badasses and whatever it is they do. That's mm -hmm. important. I remember going, um, talking to Brad Lusky back um, before it was Wasserman, when it was the family. And now he's the, explain to everybody that didn't know who Brad Lusky right. is. And, and he said something very, you know, to talk about what you were talking about with... Um, and Brad Lusky was Mike Day's... Uh, agent. Agent as well, right? right? Yeah. Um, and he was also the CFO at Haro back in the day. Right. And he also did most of the pros' taxes, which is kind of funny because he'd do everyone's taxes and then negotiate con their right. contract. Yeah, he knew exactly what was going on. He knew what everyone made. Yeah. But, um, but Brad is a great guy. He loves BMX and he, d and he was great for us. Um, mm -hmm. in the sport too but he said something long time ago when I met with him at the family with Johan actually and he says BMX is a hard sell because and getting to your point about relationships mm -hmm. because you know a lot of times people support stuff that they know or like mm -hmm. and he says you know it's really hard you know he goes with surfing you know people can get behind surfing because that trip to Fiji mm -hmm. for yeah, the family yeah, yeah. sounds pretty good or yeah. people can get behind you know car racing or because that trip to monaco is is a really yeah, yeah, really yeah. great trip or motocross or all these other things that he started naming off he's like you know mm -hmm. going to paris for the weekend's not so bad right but, and this is back you know mid 2000s mm -hmm. but, but i don't he goes not too many people get excited about going to wichita right yeah, or yeah, oklahoma yeah. city not totally get it. Um, nothing against those places but you know the bennies are not as right. enticing no grant but the beauty is nowadays we do have stops like paris and um and um yeah well paris and i heard there might be some stuff going on in australia on the, the world next, cups yeah in the next few years and stuff like that but we had you know baku these more um exciting and or exotic places where you know we might be able to entice some outside people looking in i don't know but definitely a relationship-based thing right like life right yeah and i just think when the demographics of unfortunately of BMX racing is super small. Yeah. In the in the big it, it in the big is, picture, you know. It is and and yes. but I gotta tell you too, you know, in my world now, um, you know, doing speaking, I gotta like even if I'm brought in, you know, and I have been brought in to speak for people who, you know, don't know me, but it's it's rare. Even some of my bigger jobs have come from someone who used to race mm -hmm. or knows somebody who raced. Um, so, so the relationship thing is huge. And I think even, you know, whether you're a racer or you're just in the industry, I think while our reach is, is relatively limited, right. As far as like people knowing about our sport, mm -hmm. the people within our sport know a lot of people outside of the yeah, sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Or the people that are, are, you know, have had a experience with the sport are out there doing real big things. And I think maybe... Um, you know, maybe we could find a way to target that or appeal to, to or get to some of these people out to the races, get them out to know? the races, yeah. get them out to support it because they, you know, most people who, who raced or rode BMX have very fond memories of it, mm -hmm. unless they're bitter, Pro old pros like you and, <laughs> like you and me. <laughs> True. We're not bitter, by the way. All right, let's talk uh, Glasgow European Championships. So that just went on a couple of weeks that ago. just went on. I was dubious, to tell you the truth, when I first saw the building the Supercross truck in Glasgow, and I know my, you know, experience of going to Scotland, you know, you think bad weather in England, but bad weather in, you know, Scotland is normally even worse than England with <laughs> side wind and rain. And so when I first saw they was building a Supercross track, I was like, ugh, 
yeah. here, here we go again. Uh, but actually, then finding out more, a bit more about the event and it being part of you know the European Games, was it called it? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. for other sports as well. And, and watching it, up there, there was blessed, I think, with good weather. Yeah. So it seemed like watching it, it looked was great. A good it event. looked great. Anytime you see you see and hear a crowd like that at BMX races, it's awesome. Dave Graff posted something about um, the crowd and people saying you can't sell sell out a crowd. Uh, I don't know what people he was talking about, <laughs> um, but, but either way, I mean, like, yeah, I'm I'm not hating on that for sure. I would argue that that same crowd would have shown up regardless of what hill there was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that, and I think that the racing would have been great on either side, uh, but we we can't escape the fact that uh, the real story of that race was Team GB, Kyle and Kai. Mm. And so obviously them guys come in first and second. So maybe before we talk a little bit about that, yeah. talk about um, and you're friends with him because he coached you. PH, yeah, was a great for the people that don't know. The great was a Great Britain uh, coach this year, and then I think right after the Worlds he quit. Was it after the Worlds? I think, I think, yeah, the Worlds was his last, yeah, I think was he, his last race. So he was working with the team for, for several months. And then, yeah, and we kind of saw a good got, vibe with, with watching we, the videos. We and, saw a good yeah. vibe. We saw it, um, like was having fun, lighten up a bit. Yeah. They're having some fun going to more races. It's going seemed. to traveling a bit, having some camps outside of Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we, we saw great performances from Quillen at, at, earlier on in the Supercross year. Um, and Kai, you know, he got hurt, but then came back obviously very strong to, to mm-hmm. be, you know, second at the Europeans. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good deal. It was a little bit of scuttlebutt about, uh, I think even Christophe Levesque got on a post, so which well, is like one, well, one post. Oh, oh, we, no, no, no I was going to say, I, let's talk about it. So, so obviously with, uh, Evans winning and then Kai White getting second. So England got first and second. I made a post and, and it went on Facebook and then, you know, people started, talking a little bit about like what we just talked about ph leaving and then marcus bloomfield's always been involved i don't know to what level with the mm-hmm. riders it seems like he's he's right in there with all the coaching and, and and being with the kids at the races uh so everyone's kind of saying well you know marcus has done a good job and then i think Christo, you you can take it from there so. well i think I, what i read on christoph's post was i think it said something to the effect of we all know who was really doing the programs for you know mostly for the year leading up to that um i i don't know who who uh actually does what over there but um right but definitely uh, you could argue that that ph left his mark either way i mean the but you could also go before PH and say you know, that Grant yeah. Wyatt maybe maybe some of it was, hate to say it but maybe even Grant Wyatt helped yeah, a little why, bit. Why would you hate yeah. to say it if it's help? It's help. I mean, Grant and then you can Grant look at definitely C- figured uh, out how how to help Liam get down that first straight. Um, but if you want to go back, I mean, you know, CK Flash, our man mm-hmm. Michael Pusey, right? Right. Um, and still, and I and and, and and he's still part of the everything. You know, the mentor, the advising him, keeping the him out of trouble, keeping him out of trouble, which and is putting huge. Those guys right? to work. I mean, that's yeah. the other thing. Like. Like uh, what I know about CK and my time over there, like it, like the work never stops. Right. Um, you know, I know as much as he's celebrated Kai's success, it's like, okay, what next? Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, you know, how about how about you come back to the track and talk to the kids about what that I was see like. more press that CK and Kai did over that week than yep. I've seen in the whole year you of would, the US, you would USA. Think, you would think Kai you know? Kai won, right? Yes, and, yes. You know, and and the and the truth is, he did win 
to a certain degree, right? right? Mm-hmm. But um, but no, it's good. I mean, you know, radio, TV, radio, TV. Um, I think I think Kai and Trey are doing like commercials and modeling. Now. I see. Yeah, look like so, Trey's a bit of a model. So now. that's great. That's great. So I guess really we need to call Kyle Evans out and be like, dude, what's up <laughs> with your show social? Right. <laughs> Just playing, Kyle. We love you. But um, but but for real, I think I think it's 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 a good positive image not just for those guys in that neighborhood of peckham but just for the sport in general do you think now obviously again we don't know exactly seems like marcus bloomfield is kind of the the, the team manager trainer now yeah. do, do they need to bring somebody else in or do you kind of leave them what they're yeah, doing now it seems know. like they're doing a good job it right? seems like what, what they have going on is somewhat clicking but um but you know trey trey's coming back from injury so you know you know and, and not only that marcus is bloomfield's probably a a good coach mm-hmm. the, the question is can he handle all of them right, right? yeah yeah you know, there's still a lot of, each rider has their own needs and wants and wishes and mm-hmm. and it's a lot of work and then i'm sure marcus has other obligations other than just writing programs if that's an obligation at all yeah i did talk to marcus a bit actually i didn't really talk to him too much richard eames was talking to marcus a bit mm-hmm. and i was just kind of there for the conversation and marcus was very um, in my opinion, candid and upfront about um, the GB program and, and the fact that, you know, that there's a way they do things there. Um, and unfortunately, it's not for everyone. And, and you know, it, 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 and it's unfortunate because it, it kind of can't be, right? It's, it's a structure. There's a system in place that's much bigger than him or anything else. That was the spirit of the conversation. So, so you know, before anyone gets on some you know starts typing away and talking about you know you know he's part of the system or part of the problem or anyone's part of this and right. it's a big conspiracy i think i think he's well aware of um the benefits and limitations of of uh being involved or being in a system mm-hmm. so yeah i'm sure we can talk more about that as we uh, move forward yeah. um let's talk about last uh we just tell me you're getting ready to go to argentina Where am I going? i'm going to argentina oh and i'm going to moab before that what's that i know what's that moab utah mountain bike oh so what, what is yeah, it yeah so i'm teaching i'm doing my first mountain bike clinic oh right i know well but i'm not like doing the riding portion as much i will be there is that part of the team you're at for? um no no it's not part of transition but um just just uh lee mccormack wrote nah, the he's BMX, the guy that wrote the book right he wrote the bmx skills book and he wrote the the how-to book with brian lopes and so he's he's a mountain bike coach and he's putting that on in utah and he he thought that it'd be cool to do like a mind body component and I, oh and nice I, yeah and i get to do the the mindset piece because a lot of the the riders there are um dealing with fear or doing something that they've never done for the first time and they're working on their skills so right. i'll be there to help them uh help them through those portions so i'm excited about that oh, and then good. i'm going to argentina which uh always like south america final world cup of the year yeah. and i want to give you quick props because you came over to our camp wrap up last week in uh chula and you uh hung out and rode with the kids and spoke in front of them all which was pretty cool so yeah that thanks. was, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was fun I wanted to get out. It's crazy how fast 10 weeks goes. Because right. I was thinking, when you first started, I was like, oh, yeah, I want to come out a, a few times. Right. And a few times turned out to, like, one time the last day of camp. Right, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but it was cool, though. Yeah, yeah it was a good day. It was fun. It's, you know, it's funny because, you know, we keep our camps very basic. We don't get into it too much. And, um, you know, one of the first things I'm always saying to the kids, you know, you know, pedals level, you know, yeah. and just kind of, you know, some, some of these kids are coming right from, you know, learning to ride a bike. And it's funny because, like, I was talking about Connor was on the track and my... I, 
and obviously uh, the kids have been a couple of days early. I think it's like a Wednesday morning mm-hmm. or something. So the kids roll in and they normally watch the pros for a little bit when they first come in. And uh, Connor's going around the track, and one of them, you know, because I've been saying the day before, one of them shouts to Connor, "Hey, you in green, pedals level," <laughs> you know, which I, I thought it was that's uh, good. Yeah, yeah, Connor you was, in green. Yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. But um, Sarasota, so. We just saw on Facebook. I don't, maybe you know more, more about this than so me. So I saw it on LinkedIn, actually. Okay, I'm not. Um, so it looks like uh, Johan has, left. is gone, moved back to Europe, I'm guessing. So wish him well. Um, he took that Land Rover, which is a pretty awesome vehicle. Have you seen it? No. It's pretty badass. But anyways, um, so he packed that up and left. Uh, and it seems like John Purse has that gig. Oh, does he um, Purse actually live in Florida? I think so. Uh. I think he lives in Florida, and he's—I don't know if—I don't know what gig it is, but it's something like track coach, director guy. I'll pull it up on LinkedIn now. Um, but I'm—I'm I'm glad that John's got that because um, he obviously has a lot of passion for BMX and um, has some opinions about how it should be coached and by whom. So yeah, he yeah. Gets, so he gets the opportunity to. To do that, so yeah, John Purse joins the Sarasota BMX Academy, so that's cool. And you know, truth is, John Purse is a champ, so I'm sure he he can share a lot of insight and wisdom with with those kids that that come through there. So I mean, he he clearly knows how to win a race. So be hopefully he can teach some kids how to do that. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, we've got a national down there um, coming up as well. So um, see national how- coming up down there. So, yeah, so Sarasota's good. Shout out to Bob and Irma. So they're still involved as well, are they? <laughs> they're still involved with Sarasota. Dave and Irma, actually, I should say. I always think Bob Tedesco and Irma. Yeah, Irma, but well, really, I always think of all those together because yeah, yeah, yeah. of the and caravan. Polly, yeah, right. yeah. But I'm going to shout out to Bob Tedesco and Polly Tedesco anyway. Right. <laughs> but shout out to Dave and Irma Miller, who are still manning the fort down there at um, Sarasota. And I know Alice Bixler as well. Holding the Florida flag strong. I thought she, because I was listening to the Rail of the Boom guys, and uh, I thought she tapped out or something. I don't know. Did she? a lot she? of politics anyway. Uh, well, there's something's going on. Yeah, with, yeah. Like, their, their stars, their force, whatever. It's there's... so hard to keep up with everything now. Yeah. There's so many different social medias, and the young kids are on Instagram, uh, and the, the older uh, guys are on Facebook. Yeah. For news, it's kind of, yeah. sometimes you miss a lot. Like, say, you was, you was on Rail yeah, of the so Boom, like I didn't it, know. Yeah, so if you're, like, under 19, then you got to follow it on Snapchat. But then if you're, like, 25 to 30 than Instagram but then if you're like 35 plus it's on Facebook maybe? Right. I don't know that's maybe maybe that's how a USA BMX should do their classes right <laughs> and then you were telling me today I need to get on LinkedIn so yes it's hard yeah, to yeah you're uh, a professional man yeah, you so. are a professional you run a program right yeah LinkedIn another another thing to do grow Great. your ass up grow your ass up get on LinkedIn all right, Jason, I think we're going to try and do this a little bit regular anyway. And mm-hmm. I've got some, you talked a little bit before this, some good topics to bring up um, moving forward. But um, is there anything you want to say before we wrap this one up? Yeah, I'm trying to think if we missed anything. Can I see your list? Um, yeah, Sarasota. Oh, we're just uh, the, 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 the pro-ams. So obviously, That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tangent pro-ams, okay. those are huge. So we got, there was three going on last weekend. And again, I, I didn't. Three or two? No, there was three. There Jeez. was one Salt Lake City on Friday. Okay. Um, which was won by Jake Peebles, I think, mm-hmm. or Jeffrey Upshaw, one or Je- the other. Jeff Upshaw. Upshaw. And then Upshaw or Peebles. Anyway, both those two guys won. And then obviously there was the one that we see the most, you know, press because the guys do good with social media. Is obviously the Tangent Pro-Am with yep. the uh, big 15K 
prize money, which was won by Brooke Crane and Corbin, Corbin with Anthony, Racer's Race. Anthony Dean second yeah. and Nick Long third with that. Dude, that's a hard main. <laughs> yeah, no, I watched the video. So. And 3,500 or something like that for the win. And whole shot money as and well. And whole shot money. And that's, I messaged up sure after he won. So he got, um, again, I'm not looking, I wrote down tangent program but no homework yeah he did say he got 200 for the whole shot for the one that he won as well so nice. good paydays seem like all across the board you know which it's is good so which makes me wonder does this well i'm not saying it makes me wonder but it makes me think wow this is like even better for usa bmx than we thought because now there's these programs which puts money, extra money in the pros' pockets, mm -hmm. which means they don't have to pay as much because mm -hmm. there's these programs. And two, it's helping grow the sport anyway. Yeah, they're at the grassroots type yeah. event. Which you know that's fine. Like you know, not, it's it's not a judgment call. It's just kind of like a a byproduct thing. But I'm sure Pelton will be somebody good to talk about. But yeah. moving forward, maybe they even need to turn this into like some kind of national points available at some of these some of these events. You know? Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Um, you know, I was. I always thought that I don't play the lottery, but if I won the lottery and just had, you know, that 300 mil thing, right. I would do something to where it was like, I would just be like, okay, we're going to have the secret series. Mm -hmm. And I would just like pick out races around the world mm -hmm. and those would be for points. Right. And it would just be like the number one guy. And right. just like, you know give them 500 grand for the title in england back in the day and this is really 80s i mean the regional i mean you have you call it state we call yeah. it regionals um the regionals used to count towards national points so obviously the mm -hmm. there was 10 15 nationals and then all the region i mean the guys raced a lot yeah um but everything counted towards national points and then in 1985 when bmx got a bit more organized within the uk it was super class at the time it's not called pro or elite which is kind of super class um which raced you know the same regular 10 national events but they also went to one regional per region mm. per country and did a super class race and that was for national points as well so the midlands would have one of the midlands regionals mm -hmm. would have uh, a super class race and let's say all the regional riders that maybe not necessarily do nationals got to experience and see see the super class guys at the same time which was pretty cool and obviously the more races um for the super class guys they could make money alongside doing the national series yeah. as well and yeah. all added together for points so they only did that for a year or two but i think even though it was mid 80s pretty cool concept that could maybe something they could do here you know yeah i mean i have a feeling that I have a feeling something's gonna pop pretty soon. I, I know a lot of talk has been about you know BMX and how can we get it to I don't know grow or be better. Or, but I think everyone's a lot of the things we've talked about and a lot of things that we see people doing that that is the how. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like getting out there and like really working it and hustling it and teaching it. Which you know in the eighties. At least when I, you know, I started in like 79 or 80. So it was very much like, I really felt like, and and saw it to where like everyone in, involved in the sport was really involved in trying to t tell people about the sport. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, that was just the vibe. Um, and I think we're getting back to that a bit, um, which is good, which is good because other, uh, like I said, I mean, we, everyone in the sport, while we may not be a big group per se, but everyone in the sport knows somebody mm -hmm. that is doing big things or that are a big thing or that is a big thing outside of the sport. Yeah, just keep preaching. A lot of what we said a little bit before we, we taped up.
hit record is like even though things are down and you mm -hmm. know the money's not there like it's used to be and, and blah 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 all the negative stuff but it's actually a good opportunity for some people and like you saying to actually make some moves well, and, that's and, and right, do that's, some. but that's what they teach you when you you know invest right you buy low sell high right so, i mean you know instead of getting in at the height of a market you know what well, yeah bmx is down maybe there is some room for growth does that mean another frame company i doubt it right i don't know or maybe if you're already an existing larger bicycle company you can get in there and pounce on some of these smaller companies that mm -hmm. are really not trying to make money they're just kind of hobby companies right. i don't know um or yeah or maybe or maybe it's maybe it's with events maybe it is you know the pump track series maybe and that's it is been a straight cool. rhythm maybe it is maybe it is drag racing in a parking lot i don't know mm -hmm. well yeah. i saw it again on, on facebook it came on my feed um there was a pump track race maybe in florida with a wooden uh, rhythm. Ah, I feel like I saw first straight like rhythm. Too, yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't pump track. It was a rhythm. Uh, first straight rhythm. Rhythm. Yeah. But it was made out of wood, and I, I sort of, I, I think it might have been in Florida, but yeah, I think yeah. Deke Brown. I think he was there. So um, yeah, some of these type of events could be uh, exactly could be the way forward. Exactly. Cool. All right, shall we wrap it up and we'll uh, say yeah. hopefully get the podcast back on track. I've got a couple guys that I'm planning on doing your um, regular interviews that I've got lined up, and but I think it'd be cool if me and you kind of keep up to date. Was yeah, we we could do the regular check in. Yeah, yeah. Do so check in the state of bmx cool all right anything left no that's it i don't think i have anything i don't know um yeah i think we're good i think we're good all right cool thanks jason see ya see ya